following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome to church on a Wednesday. Hey, I hope you're doing great. I hope your week is off to a great start. If it's not, here's what I know, that it just got a little bit better because we just participated in worship, and now we're going to grow together through God's Word. And I hope tonight, I hope you're ready to lean in. It's so good uh, to see you through the screen. Um, I'm really excited to meet back in person, to have that opportunity on the 7th. That Sunday is going to be an amazing Sunday. So we're, we're really excited and gearing up for what God's doing. But tonight, we're going we're gonna to start a, a mini-series, if you will, and we're going to call it Fresh Faith. Fresh Faith, because here's what I believe has happened over the last couple of months, is that Perhaps some things in our life have gone stale, right? We've gotten in the monotony of just a different way of living. Things have been kind of messed up and jarred, and, and, and things just aren't, they're not fresh. We've allowed things to get stale in our world, but we're going to, starting tonight, we're going to start freshening some things up, some things that God wants to do in our world. And so we're going to talk about fresh faith, but the title of my message tonight would be very simply amazing faith, amazing faith. And, and to, to start our time together, I, I want to really look uh, at two different stories throughout the word of God. And, and what you're going to find, it's really, it's pretty interesting, the two stories, you're going to see that Jesus, he found himself amazed at two different things throughout the story. He was, he was amazed for two different reasons. In fact, he was amazed really on two opposite ends of the spectrum. And, and the first story that I want to kind of unpack this evening was, was when Jesus was in his hometown and he was teaching. And some people, as they do, they're getting offended by the teachings of Jesus. Who do you think you are saying the stuff that you're saying? You're the son of a carpenter. How do you have the authority to speak uh, the things that you are saying? You, you shouldn't be saying these kind of things. You Jesus, who, wh- who are you, right? People are, are offended because of his, his teachings. And, and Jesus found himself amazed at something here in Mark's gospel. In fact, Mark chapter six, verse five and six would say it this way, that Jesus, he could not do any miracles there where he was in his hometown except lay on of hands, laying on of hands and, and healing a few sick people. And verse six says this, Jesus, he was amazed. Now, now what was he amazed at? This is, this is the interesting part. It's not that, that he was just amazed, but, but why was he amazed? And the Bible says this, that he was amazed at their lack of faith. Amazing faith. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Jesus was blown away in this instance. He was shocked. He was stunned that they didn't believe that he had the power to do what he had been saying that he could do. He was, he was amazed at their, at their lack of faith. But then we, we go to a, a different story found in Luke's gospel, and it's a, a completely different 
type of amaze that Jesus would find himself. And you know the story. There was a centurion uh, who all the Jewish people certainly would have, would have hated because of the way that centurions were have known to, to treat the people in that day and age. But, but he had, he had a, a sick servant that was dying and the, ser- the centurion would go to Jesus and he had heard the teachings and heard of this man by the name of Jesus. And he says, listen, Jesus, you don't even, you don't have to come to my house to even heal. You just speak the words, you just say it. And I believe, I believe Jesus that they will be healed. Just, Just speak it, Jesus. And my servant, will be healed. Verse 9 of, of chapter 7 of, of Luke's gospel would read this. When Jesus heard this, watch, this is powerful. When Jesus heard this, he was what? He was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd, watch what he tells them. He says, I tell you the truth that I have not found such great faith in all of Israel, he was amazed at the amazing faith that this centurion possessed. He was amazed. And what we have here are two different stories of Jesus being amazed at faith. One, he was amazed at, at some lack of faith, but then he also finds himself amazed at amazing amazing faith. And I want to I want to ask you a question on this this Wednesday night as we round the corner of this pandemic and begin to see light at the end of the tunnel. If Jesus looked at your faith level through everything that we've been dealing with, through, through all the things that you, you've been perhaps attempting for his glory, you're, the things that you're believing that he will do in your world. Here's a question for you. Would he be amazed at how big, how audacious, how almost outlandish, if you will, how, how bold your faith is? Or would he be amazed at your lack of faith through it all. Wow, what a what a question to ponder this evening. Think about your prayer life. We we've been talking about prayer on Wednesday nights the last several weeks and and I want you to think about the things that you've been praying for throughout that series legendary prayer. And, and think about this. I, imagine that if God answered every single prayer with a yes in the affirmative, the way that you wanted him to answer that prayer. And it was immediate. Everything you prayed for happened right now in an instant. Would the world be any different? If Jesus answered yes in an immediate fashion, what would be different in the world that we're living in today? For some of you, there would have been a lot different, right? There would have been a People, kids would never be sick. They would all be healed. There would be cancer would be removed. There would be some major prayers that would have been answered because you had the faith to pray big, bold, audacious, almost crazy type of prayers. 
But then for, for some of us, if we're honest, you look back and over the last you know, several months and even over the, the course of our legendary prayer series, uh, maybe the only thing that, that would be different, your food would be blessed because maybe that's the only time that, that you took to pray. For some of us, if we're, if we're honest tonight, not much would be different in the world at all because maybe you, did, you didn't see the need to utter a single prayer and you didn't attempt anything bold for the kingdom of God and for the glory of God. And I wanna, I wanna ask, just give you something to think about tonight. Would God be amazed at your amazing great faith or would he be amazed by the fact that you didn't attempt anything bold and audacious for his glory? So the question becomes, how, how do we have this amazing faith? How do, we, how do we have a faith that he's amazed by in the most amazing of ways, right? I don't think I've ever used the word amazed or amazing in a message as much as I'm using it tonight. But, but seriously, how, how do we have that type of faith? I think it's the kind of faith that if we were all honest would say, absolutely, I wanna have a, a big, crazy faith that God is who he says he is, that he can do what it is that he says he can do. How do I do that? And tonight, to lift your faith and to help move you, right? To, to have this big, bold, audacious faith. I wanna give you just three principles that I think it is imperative that we wrap our brains around if we wanna have this amazing faith. And the first one is very simple and it's this. You cannot play it safe. Listen, you cannot play it safe and please God. You cannot play it safe and please God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse six, what does the Bible say? That without faith, it is impossible to please God. I'm not just making, that's the word of God. Without faith, y'all, it is impossible to please God. In other words, if you can do everything within your power, and you don't need the power of God to step in and intervene in a big, crazy way, then you are living a life without faith. If you can do it all under your own power and with your own authority and on your own talents and abilities, and you don't need God to step in, then ladies and gentlemen, you are living a life by sight, not by, by faith. And I think our... Our tendency is to sometimes think that, that, that if you've got this massive faith, this amazing, great faith that we're talking about, that, that everything's gonna just be perfect in life, that everything is just gonna go well. There's not gonna be any hiccups or any bumps in the road, that, that if you have great faith, there's never gonna be moments or seasons of doubt. You're not gonna have a bad day. Can I tell you that's simply not true? That, that if you have gone through seasons, that it doesn't mean that you don't have amazing faith to believe that God is who he says he is because the reality is very simple that sometimes and a lot of times faith is messy. 
It's not clean cut. Faith sometimes isn't the most easiest thing to understand and to follow. It's not always constant. It, is, it isn't incredibly clean all of the time. And there, there's gonna be moments where, where you feel like you have just this massive amount of faith. And then the next minute, you're gonna have you're gonna have times in your life where you where you do feel doubt and you do feel uncertainty. There's gonna be times when you feel like, man, God spoke to me, and I'm I'm certain of what He said. I know it. And then there's gonna be moments where you're like, God, was that you? Or was that just me? You're, you're gonna have those moments in your life because sometimes faith is hard to follow. See, sometimes it's hard to follow a God. Come on, be honest with me today. Sometimes it's hard to follow a God that you can't physically see and, and, and it can get messy sometimes. That's why it's called, that's why it's called faith. Because what is going to happen has yet to be proven, right? You, you haven't seen it. So you're trusting that he is who he says he is. That's why it's called faith, ladies and gentlemen. And one of the, one of the greatest examples of this throughout the word of God is, is Peter. Peter was a, a phenomenal example of faith. And, and when all the, the disciples were in the boat, Jesus comes, you know the story, he comes strolling on the water, walking up to their boat. Now you gotta imagine being in a situation like this where you're out in the middle of the boat or of the water and in a boat. And here comes this figure walking on water and Jesus would tell them, hey, anybody, anybody wanna come join me? You wanna come out here on the water and join me? I'm just, I'm just hanging out. Would you like to, to come join me? And Peter, the crazy guy with, with big audacious faith, Peter, he gets out of the boat and he starts walking on the water. Can you imagine this? This is an amazing moment in history when, when Peter, a, hu a normal human, would step on the surface of the water and he would begin to walk on the water. But what happens? You know the rest of the story. He begins to look at the wind and the waves and, and Peter would, would sink. He sank and, and there were 11 God, this is what I want you to understand tonight. Peter gets a bad rap because he took his eyes off of Jesus and he began to sink. What was this amazing feat and miracle that, that took place there? Becomes this moment of failure in, in Peter's life because he took his eyes off the prize, right? But, but there were 11 other people there that, listen, listen, that didn't even attempt to get out of the boat. And we rag on Peter for taking his eyes off of Jesus, but at least Peter had enough faith to say, Jesus, if you've called me to it, I can step out from where I am and I'm gonna come to you. I may not get it right 100% of the time, on my way there, but, but I'm gonna have enough faith to step out and say, if you've called me and if you are who you say you are, then I'm gonna do what it is that you've called me to do. There was 11 other people that, that didn't have the faith to step out of the boat. What's gonna happen if I get out of the boat? I don't know, but here's what I do know is that sometimes you have to step out to find out. 
Sometimes you have to be willing to step out of the boat to find out what it is that God has in store for you. Sometimes you've got to step out to find out, would God be amazed at your amazing faith? Or would God be amazed at your lack of faith? You can't play it safe and please God. The second thing that I want you to grab a hold of this evening is very simple, but it's this, that as long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. As long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. The writers to the Hebrews would say this in chapter 11, verse 1, that faith, it's the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And it gives us this assurance of the things that we cannot see. That's what it is. But, but the problem for many of us, and, and I'm guilty of it, is that we want a guarantee well, if I step out, I want to know that everything's going to be okay. I want, if, if I take this step, I want to know that I'm going to get that yes on the job interview. I want her to say yes if I propose or, or whatever that looks like. That I, if, if I step out and apply to this college, I don't want to get rejected. I've been rejected too many times. and I don't want to add to my resume of rejection. I need, I need a guarantee. And this is where many of us live, but the reality is very simple that when we're dealing with God, sometimes you don't get a yes or a no. Sometimes all you and I get is a maybe. And sometimes you and I, we have to be okay and we have to understand and stand firm on the fact that, God, I believe you're calling me to do this. God, I just have this feeling that I need to do this. How do I know, God, is it you? Is it... Listen, you can have faith or you can have control. Hear me closely, but you cannot have both. You can have faith or you can have control, but you cannot have both. And sometimes all you have to say is, yes, Lord, if I think that you're calling me to do it, my heart is right, my motives are right, I'm chasing after you. God, I do hear you calling me. I, I think this is you. I'm going to take a step of faith and just see what you might do if I act in faith. See, sometimes, a lot of times, a maybe is all we have to work with. And I, I have a question for you that, that when a maybe is all that you have to work with, do you still have enough faith to step out of the boat and trust that Jesus is who he says he is? When a maybe is all, when the, the storm and the waves and the water are raging all around you, do you still have the faith to see what will happen when you step over the edge of the boat and you allow the ball of your foot to touch the uncertainty of the water? Do you still trust that he is who he says he is? Maybe tonight your amazing faith needs to be a faith that says, I'm going to let go of control and I'm going to choose to grab a hold of this big, amazing, crazy faith. Maybe you're looking at it in terms of a business or a relationship and you want, you want to guarantee that everything's going to work out. 
God, what are steps three and four and five down the road? And can I tell you that God's not gonna give you steps three, four, and five until you choose to take steps one and steps two. And I wonder what would happen if you would just take one small step of faith and just see what God would do for you in your life that you would stop being so hesitant to act on what he's calling you to do, but you would say, Lord, tonight I've heard a word and you have quickened my spirit and my heart and I choose to step out in faith and pursue you, pursue your dreams and the passions that you have placed in my life. Sometimes you gotta step out to find out. I wonder what it is that some of you need to step out and take a massive or even just a baby step of faith and see what God would do. You can't play it safe and please God. You can't have control and have faith. You, you can't have both. It's not the way it works. Let me ask you this. So it's the beginning of summer and so we're swimming with the kids. Have you ever tried to teach your children how to swim. Do you remember how this, how this goes? Like your kids, they wanna learn how to swim without their puddle jumper on. For those of you that have already been through parenthood a long time ago, you don't have young kids, a puddle jumper is a, also known as a life jacket. And for those of you that don't know, they don't wear, kids don't wear the little orange floaties on their arms anymore. No, 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 it's a puddle jumper. Kids are safe these days, y'all. They got a floaty around every inch of their body in this day age, which I'm grateful for. But have you ever tried to teach your kids how to swim? Because your kids saying, hey, daddy, I want to I wanna swim without my, my life jacket on sounds really good from the comfort of their life jacket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a really good idea. But then it moves from a great idea to just an oh, okay idea. And you can begin to sense the, the hesitancy in their voice as you take their life jacket off. And they're like, oh man, <laughs> I got to get in there by myself. Uh, it's, uh, it's up to me to not sink. I got, it's just now, it's, they're just hey, a little okay. But they're still okay. You know why? Because <laughs> they're not getting in the water by themselves. Because they're still okay. It's not the greatest idea yet, but we're still okay because they are clinging to your body as you're in the water. I mean, they've got a death grip on you. They will not let you go, right? Like it's still an okay idea at this point because they've got this grit. They are white knuckled holding on to you with everything that they have. But, but after you peel their arms and their legs off of you and you're holding their little body and you're saying, hey, sweetheart, okay, I'm gonna let you go and I want you to swim to the edge of the swimming pool after you dry their tears. Listen, they can't learn to swim if they don't let go of you. They, they'll never learn how to swim if they don't let go of their security blanket, the thing that is bringing them comfort, the, this, this, this security agent that they're holding on to. And it brings me to the third thing that I want you to grab a hold of tonight. And it's this, that to move towards your destiny, you have to move away sometimes from your security. 
Somebody today, listen, needs to let go of some things that you've been holding on so tightly to that your knuckles are white because you're just, if I loosen my grip on this just a little bit, then I don't know what the future's gonna look like. Then, then I won't have control on, on the outcome. And some of you need to loosen your grip on some things tonight that you have been holding so tightly and just see what will happen when you begin to open your hands. Here's what I know, that when your hand is open, you are now in a posture to receive everything that God has in store for you to step towards your destiny. You've got to move away from your security. And this is exactly what Abraham did. He, he did this exact thing. And Hebrews kind of tells us a little bit about his story in chapter 8, verse 11. It says that, that by faith, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to a place where he would later receive his inheritance, what did he do? When he was called to a place by faith, he obeyed and he went, even though he didn't know exactly where he was going, even though he didn't have a clue of what the outcome was going to be. He let go of his security blanket and he started swimming and get, you, you know what, you know, the end of the story. It's amazing what will happen when you let go of some things that you've been holding on to so tightly, and after you take that step of faith and you keep your eyes focused on the author and the finisher of your faith, and now suddenly you're not walking by sight anymore, but now you didn't even know exactly how it happened, but you, you have transitioned from walking by sight, and now you are walking by faith, and, and without faith, you've moved into a great place because without faith, it's impossible to please God, but great faith pleases God in a great way. Amazing faith. This is the question that we've been asking throughout our time together tonight. Would our God be amazed at your amazing faith? Or would he be, would he be amazed that you have access to his power, the very power that raised Christ from the dead would he be amazed that you have access to all of that? Or would he be amazed at your lack of faith? Wow. So how does this play out in our lives as I bring this to a close? How, how does this play out in our lives? I, I believe it plays out individually, and I also believe that it plays, plays out corporately I believe that God is gonna to speak to some of you and, and throughout the course of our time together this evening, you have already started to feel the nudging of the Holy Spirit laying some things in your heart and in your mind, some things that you know you need to start taking a step of faith on or some things that you know that you need to relinquish control of so that you are in a posture to receive 
But I believe that God is speaking to some of you tonight to take that step of faith. And I believe that, that not just individually, that God is speaking to the church corporately. And we're going to take some big, some big faith steps together in the near future. As we begin to meet together, we're going to gain some momentum. And we're going to come through this. And we're going to look back and we're going to say, it's amazing what God did through the pandemic. It's amazing the souls that were saved through this time that we couldn't gather together. When we were individually worshiping in our own homes, God was doing some amazing things on the backside of all of this. Maybe some of you, as I wrap this up, maybe some of you are gonna share your faith with someone for the very first time. Wow, what a step of faith that is to share what it is that Jesus has done for you in your life. And you, do you know the outcome? No, probably not. But your faith is gonna grow when you begin to utter the things that, that God has been doing in your life. I believe that's, that's for some of you tonight, that this is the, the step of faith that you will take for the very first time. Maybe for, for others of you, you're gonna, you're gonna tithe for the very first time. You've heard it. You've heard it talked about sowing into the kingdom of God, but you've kind of brushed it aside saying, I'm not sure that, I mean, I can hardly even make it. I don't know, but listen, it's not about an amount. It's about your heart and sowing into the, I'm telling you, you will never regret sowing into the kingdom of God. Here's what I've learned in my own life that when I choose to sow into the kingdom of God, when I get to the end of the month, I don't pretend to know how it all works out, but there has always been enough. God has blessed us beyond what we deserve. And there's so many testimonies across our church that I could share with you, but I don't have enough time of how they said, you know what, I'm gonna choose to put God first with my first fruits. And when I did that, the windows of heaven began to open up in my life in ways that I never even dreamed possible. I believe that's going to be the step of faith that some of you are going to take tonight, that God is nudging you to say, just, just try putting me first and see what will happen in your world. Maybe some of you are going to take a, a step of faith and lead a life group you're nervous, you're wondering, do I have what it takes? Do I have the talent? Do I have the knowledge? Listen, I don't know, but it doesn't really matter. My question is, do you have the heart? If you've got the heart and the desire, I wonder if you might step out in a little bit of faith and just see, because here's what I know to be true, is that once you get a little way through the, the life group semester, you're gonna look back and you're gonna say, this was one of the greatest things that I have ever done because it was in your heart and you acted on what God had placed in your heart. Some of you are gonna start a business because you took a step of faith and you said, you know what, the time is now. I know the time seems crazy. I know that businesses are shutting down right now, but I, God has put this in my heart and I can help some people through. Maybe that's your step of faith. And suddenly, here's what happens. Listen, I'm about to pray for you, but here, I want you to get the picture of what happens as one person's faith 
increases and begins to grow by one small step of faith individually. We as the church collectively, our faith begins to grow. And I want you to picture like a snowball rolling downhill that once once one person takes a step of faith and then the person next to you takes a step of faith and we as a church begin to, to maintain and gain this amazing spiritual momentum and we start understanding that, that if we have this amazing faith that really people's lives can be impacted every single day that people that were lost and get to live eternity in hell that they can live eternity with Jesus Christ in heaven it can happen because of our faith being increased and corporately we understand that we're making a difference in the lives of people so it plays out individually and it plays out corporately as the church. But here's what I want for you, and I'm done. Here's what I want for all of us, that when, when God examines our hearts and our lives, I want him to be amazed at our amazing Faith, I want him to look at me. I want him to look at my family. I want him to look at you and your family and say, man, they may not have gotten it right every single time, but they had a heart to believe that I am who I say I am. And they stepped out. Oh, sure, they may have taken their eyes off of me a time or two, but they believe that I am who I say I am. I would rather step out in faith and not get it right every time than stay in the boat and never know what God could do and what he wanted to do in my life. So as I pray for you, I wonder, I wonder if maybe you would, maybe you're watching with your spouse, maybe you just grab their hand, maybe your kids are around you. Why don't you put your arms around them and I wanna pray for you right now that God would give you the amazing faith that I think we all desire. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity that we have had tonight to worship you and to grow through your word, Lord. And I pray, I pray that whatever it is, Lord, I'm not talking about a massive step of faith. No, no, no. I'm talking about just one small step of faith that says, I believe you are who you say you are and that you can do what I've seen you do in other people's lives. You can do it in my life. And today I choose to let go of some things that I've been holding on to, that I've been finding comfort in and security in, but it's been keeping me from moving forward in you. I choose to lay that control aside and I choose to step out and in amazing faith because I want you to be amazed at my faith, Lord. I don't want you to look at me and say, wow, there was so much potential, but he just lacked faith to believe that I could do it. Bless us tonight as our faith is increased. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us tonight. We'll see you on Sunday.